You're listening to Mischief Media. Hello and welcome to Ted and Michael Reed Sketches into Microphones. I'm Michael Paul Smith. And I'm Ted O'Gorman. So for this first sketch, uh, Mike and I did something that is pretty groundbreaking. We took a film genre and we integrated it into a sketch exposing its cliches and capturing its essence in a sort of heightened way. Pretty cool. I wouldn't be surprised if this kind of comedy writing really caught on. Ted, are you claiming that you invented parody? No. Oh, good. I was going to say. I'm claiming that we invented it. (sighs) Okay. I had just come from an audition, and the rain was pouring down in the big city. The sidewalks were empty, and that was fine by me. I could have hopped in a cab, but I thought the city looked like I felt. Gray and moody. And after what I did in front of that casting director, I deserved to get soaked. Law and order. Ha! The performance I gave was neither lawful nor orderly. As soon as I got home, I was going to aim a double bourbon down my throat to soak my insides, too. Tonight was going to be a rough one. And with Jillian busy with the deadline, the chances of hanky-panky were slim to none, and Slim just left town. Hey, doll, I'm home. No answer. She must be in a headphones editing another episode of the Hamilcast. I don't know how she does it. Honey, baby, I'm home. Wait until you hear about my day, a damn doozy. I'm fixing a drink. You want something to take the edge off, pumpkin? Jillian. I opened the bedroom door, and there she was, asleep on the bed. This gal always worked hard, and it wasn't uncommon for her to pass out after working two days straight with no sleep. I stood there admiring my beautiful wife from the doorway. I slammed three fingers a Knob Creek home, and as I felt the burn spread like a butterfly's wings in my chest, I noticed something wasn't normal. Jillian! Jillian, wake up, honey! What happened? Why is there blood on the pillow? Did you hit your head? Talk to me, baby! Talk to me! What? What happened? Oh, where am I? You're home, kid. In our bed. Looks like you took a noggin knock something awful. Let me get you some ice. Does it hurt bad? Wait... Oh no! He took it! That damn ginger scoundrel took my hard drive! The one marked Maltese! The Maltese hard drive! The one with season three of your podcast on it! Oh, I'm a fool of all the scoundrels to turn my back on! You mean Ted? What the hell was that no good louse doing in this apartment when I'm not here? Why didn't you tell him to pound pavement? If that chucklehead thinks he can wallop my gal and not have pennies on his eyes, he's got a head full of cotton! He came in and he said he needed... He... He... He needed... What did he need, honey? Come on. Talk to me. He needed to... To... To take a dump. He said he was in the neighborhood and he ate something bad. The way he was holding his stomach and doing the two-step, I took him at his word. So I says, okay, fella, no funny business. You empty that fudge locker. But then I want you out of here. Then I came in here to get back to work. He must have snuck up behind me after I put my headphones on and cracked me on the noodle. I didn't hear a thing. 
Well, wouldn't you know it? Right on cue. Start talking, fella. Well, well, well. How's the lady doing? Sorry I didn't leave any aspirin on the nightstand. Sure she could use some right about now. <laughs> Listen here, mister. I think you're the one that'll be doing the listening. That is, if you ever want to see this hard drive again. I got a hammer and a funny notion this little gadget wouldn't survive a thumping. All right. My ears just grew a size and you have their full attention. Hi there, friend. We at Tyburn Industries understand all the shameful and embarrassing problems with which modern gentlemen deal. Going bald? We've got a pill for that. Erectile dysfunction? We've got a pill for that too. Cholesterol is too high, but you don't want to exercise or change your diet? You guessed it. Pills. Oodles of them. And now the good folks at Tyburn have a solution for one of the least talked about issues of the 21st century. Swiss cheese penis. Swiss cheese penis, or hypospadias queso, is a growing phenomenon in which the penis begins to look like a tubular form of rotting Swiss cheese. Check out some of our case studies. When I first discovered my Swiss cheese penis, it was awful. Piss would just come right out of the holes in this side. I mean, it would go everywhere. So I started looking around for a cure, but then my boss found my Google search history, and I was promptly let go. I was flexing in front of my bedroom mirror when I heard an alarming whistling sound. At first, I thought my wife was boiling water, you know, in the kettle to make tea down in the kitchen. But then I realized the open bedroom window was allowing a breeze in, creating a whistle effect through the holes in my penis. I was shocked. Next time Linda went down on me, she was able to play hot cross buns. <laughs> we had a laugh. Uh, but that's also when I knew this was a serious problem. So I went to the only people I thought could help. My knob had a bunch of holes that looked like those hanging chads they had to recount in Florida after the Bush-Gore election. It was embarrassing. But luckily, because of my chauvinistic personality, no woman has seen my penis in 14 years. You're lost, babes. Though the cause of Swiss cheese penis isn't known, we've come up with a revolutionary treatment that is marginally effective. We treat your ailing penis like an actual slab of cheese. What does that mean, you ask? We melt the unwanted holes shut with a creme brulee torch. Ask yourself, what's better? A series of holes in my stabber? or a bunch of scars I can say were the result of a fight with a smallish wild animal. We at Tyburn think the latter is better, and we bet you will too. Honestly, it's still unsightly, but at least I can piss out of one hole again, so that's something. And if anyone knows of any openings in the IT field, I'd appreciate it if you checked out my LinkedIn profile. The bank says I'm running out of time on my mortgage payments, and no more whistling. But I really wish Tyburn employed board-certified anesthesiologists. The pain was pretty bad. I passed out four times during the procedure. Strangely, they did have smelling salts to revive me each time. I wish they would have just let me sleep. So, I see a therapist now once a week. That's going well. We're uncovering some other stuff, too. 
I guess I can thank Tyburn Industries for that. I'm finally processing my father's lack of affection. I didn't feel a need to get the procedure. I'm hoping the whole situation clears itself up. Hasn't happened yet. In all honesty, I wake up every morning to more holes. And they're forming quicker than ever. My rod now looks like an empty fishnet stocking. But what are you going to do? Go to professional for every little thing? It's enough already. At Tyburn Industries, we believe Swiss cheese penis is no Gouda. And we want a brie here for you. Trust us, and in no time, your penis will be the sexual monster it once was. Tyburn Industries, for your Swiss cheese penis and so much more. And now we present Supervillain Bane walking through Penn Station on the night of SantaCon, Gotham. When one cannot even access an abandoned subway tunnel and must resort to an overcrowded transit hub, an act of subterfuge, and a quick jump into the abyss must follow. A throng of Santas approaches. There is no alternate route. Let the games begin. Excuse me. Do as you please. You're not the only guy with places to go, man. Seriously. Really? Then why are you people milling about? Now is not the time to vomit. That comes later. It's Jaeger burps. Ho, 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 y'all! I'm fucking Santa! Woohoo! You hold like an old man. Nothing held back. Admirable, but mistaken. You guys, I missed my train. It's okay, Natalie. So did I. You're fine. You're so totally fine. Here, I still have my flax. Wait, what's in it? Ah, oh, fuck you. I don't care. So you came back to drink with your buddy? It's a super fucking buttery Chardonnay. It's warm and metallic. Ugh. It tastes like making out with my babysitter when I was a kid. He had braces. Can I help you, sir? I cannot get through this crowd. <laughs> I live in the sewer. <laughs> it's, it's not bad. It's just like, Kurt never ever waits for me. Like, I don't even mean anything to him, and he totally thinks Beyonce is hotter than me. <laughs> Modern woman. <laughs> and I deserve more than a box out of Felicity from Christmas. I wanted a ring, damn it! Ah, yes. I was wondering which would break first your Christmas spirit or your sanity. The 1104 to Huntington is now boarding on track 12. Oh, that's us! That's us! Come on, Natalie! No. I'm staying. I live here now. Kirk can go. Kirk can just friggin' go. And and, uh, and the joke's on him because I'm late. So, boom. You know, guys? I know he can. Come on, sweetie. Also, your boob is out. Please put it back in your elf costume. 
The train is yours. The train is mobile. The bridges and tunnels from whence you came beg for your return. What's that thing on your face, weirdo? What do you think you're better than me? You want to fight? You hide some weird under that thing, dick nose? Mm. I'm fucking Santa! You make it out of here alive, that will be a miracle on 34th Street. You shit! I got Christmas power! Let's do this! No one cared who you were till you put on the beard. You fight a lot for someone that wants to talk. Put him up. This is my best season. I was born in the dark. The winter belongs to me. Shelly, let me call you back. I gotta fight this guy. He's gonna... He doesn't even know what he's gonna... What? It's over? Well, I hate you too! You're gonna look like a real asshole when my Dave Matthews cover band crashed into us makes it big! You have my permission to cry about your girlfriend. <laughs> then I will break you. <laughs> what did you do to Scotty? He's got to get home to work on his music. His band is one black violinist away from making it big. Strong Island, you hefty bitch. Thank you, good Santa. I don't care. Psst. I missed the train. Chances are, I would have boarded the wrong one anyway. So the joke's on you, motherfucker. Get back here. My father is a lawyer who lives in Westchester. At last, room to maneuver. I think I'll head to TGI Fridays for some of their signature whiskey-glazed sesame chicken strips. This great city will endure. My hunger will soon be satiated. Thank God it's Friday. This has been Supervillain Bane walking through Penn Station on the night of SantaCon Gotham. I listened to Ted's instructions. Then I put Jillian in a cab and told her to hightail it to her folks' house. I couldn't chance her getting any more mixed up with a guy like him. Integrity and honor had never been words in his dictionary. I guess part of me had known something like this was coming. I've worked with Ted on and off for 16 years, and let me tell you, when you work with dirt, you can't help but have some of it get under your fingernails. I was a different man than the one he'd met all those years ago. I always thought that he was all biscuit but no gravy. But this time he'd gone too far. I wasn't looking to get even. I aimed to fix his biscuit for good this time. A few years ago, I'd made the mistake of telling Ted about me and Jillian's rainy day fund. Thousands and thousands of dollars in highly valuable and highly sought-after pogs. I had the O.J. Simpson mugshot original pogs, the Alex Mack pogs, the Keenan and Kel pogs, you name it. Enough pogs and slammers for Jillian and I to move to Niagara Falls and leave the rat race behind someday. 
I figured if Ted was making a play for fast cash, he must have messed with the wrong black hat and needed to skip town quick. He just needed one more score for road money. Me and my bags of pogs headed to the meeting with Ted. I wasn't surprised when I saw he brought muscle. Hey there, fella. I'm here to see Ted. Arms up. I gotta frisk you. No problem. Ain't my first rodeo. But I'll save you some time. I ain't packing. It's my job. Consider me Ted's guard dog. Well, with your gentle touch, I'd say you're more poodle than Rottweiler. Watch the attitude. Watch your head when it hits the pavement. Oh! Next time, check the bags, too, smart guy. (laughs) I brought the pogs, but this bag here is all doorknobs. Surprised he went down so easy. But I guess you get what you pay for. And he was working for crumbs. I think you mean peanuts. No, no, Mike, it was crumbs. Oh, it was literally crumbs, all right. Guess you're short on friends these days, eh, wise guy? Not at all. Have you met my friend Tommy? A Tommy gun. How clever. Reach for the sky, Smitty. I ain't gonna say it twice. Put him up. Up, I said, up! He keeps reaching up. Are you okay? Mike, open your eyes. Jeeps, can you hand me the ice? His eyes are opening. What's what's the play here, bub? I sent Jillian away. Uh, uh, What's the caper, you, you ginger bastard? Mike, Mike, Mike. Mike, look at me. You smashed your head really bad. Oh, shit! Fuck, stop it! Where's, where's Jillian? I'm right here, Mike. You're not hurt? Ted didn't hit you and steal the hard drive? Ted, you were right. We have to go to the hospital again. He's obviously concussed. Mike, you're at home in your apartment. You were cleaning crumbs from under the table. You saw an ant, went to kill it, got scared, panicked, and hit your head really hard on the underside of the table. You've been out for like 20 seconds. Well, that makes sense. <gasps> are, my, are my pogs okay? If he's asking about his pogs, that's a good sign. That's normal. You guys are so weird. Uh, did, did someone kill the ant? Hey. That ant won't be bothering you again, pal. You have my word. Oh, thank God. Thanks, man. Are we going or what? Uh, pull the packet around, toot sweet. I've got a score to settle, toots. Okay, I, I, I can't listen and to this And there it is. We have to leave. He's definitely concussed. Ow, son of a bitch! Ted, we're going to do something a little different today. Jillian thought it would be a good idea to answer some of the questions and comments that we've received from listeners, which is a thing that I can't even believe that we're it's getting amazing. is correspondence um, from listeners. And just to be upfront, Mike and I haven't looked at any of these submissions yet, so we'll answer as genuinely as we can in the moment. Fire away there, Mike. Okay. First up, this is from Henry from Des Moines. Hi, Henry. Hey, Henry. Do you guys wear clothes when you record your podcast? <laughs> Uh, it's, that's Well, there's more. I picture you naked and covered head to toe in baby oil, spanking each other between takes. Uh, Ted, do you want to take a swing at this one? Uh, yeah, sure. That's a, a weird one. Um, we wear regular clothes when we record the podcast. For instance, I'm in jeans and a t-shirt right now. Yeah, uh, we dress casually, but we are always clothed when we record. That's, I think, pretty much the only rule that we have. Yeah. Uh, Okay, next up. This question comes from Madeline from Columbus, Ohio. Madeline asks, Ted, when you mount... Wow, 
When you mount Mike, is it romantic or merely an animalistic show of dominance? Always wondered this. Thanks, guys. She, you always wondered this, Madeline? I mean, the these, sh- are, these are not what I was expecting to answer. Uh, the show hasn't even been around for that long. Okay. I mean, okay. Madeline, Ted and I are not romantically involved, nor do we mount one another to show dominance. What's going on in your world, Madeline? Weird question, Madeline. But of course, we don't judge anything to consensual adults want to do in their in their private time, but it would probably mess up this brilliant comedic dynamic that Ted and I uh, you, have. Do you mind if I pick the next one, Mike? Please. These are getting a little away from what I thought. I gotta be honest, what today I, I'm 0 for 2. Uh, all right, Mike, this one is for you, and it comes from Connor from Trenton, New Jersey. Hi, Connor. It reads, Mike, what do you have against people that have prosthetics being on your podcast? What? Why do you hate our brave veterans that have been injured defending our freedom? You should be no, ashamed. No. All right, so that's from Connor. Mike, do you have something against our veterans? I mean, Connor is right. You have never cast an injured soldier for a role on our podcast. No, I don't. I love our veterans. I appreciate their service. I just don't happen to know any that are actors, let alone any that have prosthetics that are actors that would even want to be on our humble little podcast. Well, there you have it, Connor. Mike uh, can't even stomach being casual friends with a veteran. That's not what I said at all. Every day. You should... uh, Work on that, Mike. But why are you blaming me? We both cast the show. Just responding to a fan's question, Mr. Defensive. Just enough. Next question. God, this one comes from Jennifer from Forest Hills, Queens. Jennifer asks, Mike, is Ted as annoying as he comes off on the show? Yes. If so, have you considered writing a sketch where you kill Ted for real? It would be a privilege to share in the enjoyment of that occasion with you. Well, the question appeals to me in a way, Jennifer, but Ted is my friend. We have disagreements sometimes, but I have never fantasized about his death. I've never thought about how easy it would be to slip something into his drink and wait for him to pass out so I could stab him with a knife I fashioned from a large block of ice, thereby melting the evidence after his death. And I've certainly never thought that Jillian and I would take a blood oath to tell the cops that Ted stabbed himself in a fit of self-loathing because anyone who knows Ted knows he must hate himself something fierce. So in short, no. (laughs) Thanks, Mike. It's good to know you've never given my death any thought. Love you, man. Okay, next question. This comes to us from Felix in New Mexico. Hi, Felix. I didn't realize we had fans in New Mexico, but that's great news. Felix writes, please help me. I'm being held in a small storage unit against my will. My captor feeds me only once a day. I worry time is running out. The only comfort I have is your podcast. Please contact someone to help me. Uh, huh. Okay, well, Felix, um... I appreciate the fact that you found yourself in a bit of a pickle. But next time you need help with a rescue effort, you might want to narrow down your location to less than a whole entire state. New Mexico is a big place, bud. Is it as big as your Californias or your Texases? No, but it's still a whole state. So Mike and I must decline to help. He doesn't even give us the type of storage unit. Like, is it a chain or is it independently owned? Felix, don't waste our fucking time, okay? Next time you write a comment to a podcast or try to make it about the podcast, not a crap situation you found yourself in. Got my own problems. Are you a little pissed at this Felix guy? Because for me, I think he just kind of ruined this segment. I'm not gonna lie. I'm I'm still sort of checking in with me here, but Felix has me a bit steamed. I don't really want to answer any more fan mail if there's even a chance we're gonna get another that's as dumb as this asshole's was. And thanks for not giving us your last name, Felix. So we're just supposed to search every storage unit in all of New Mexico for anyone named Felix? Grow up, dude. Way to screw up a nice thing, Felix. There's multiple Felixes in multiple storage units in New Mexico right now. I'll guarantee it. Just stab your captor with an icicle. God. Common sense. Common goddamn sense. 
This episode is dedicated to tissue boxes worn on your feet as shoes, which is something that Ted is looking forward to availing himself of when he becomes a billionaire and loses his mind. Matter of time, Mike. We're very successful. Just make sure you keep clipping your fingernails. No promises, Mike. Oh, boy. I'm going to stop peeing in the toilet, too. Oh, boy. Yeah, I, I'm assuming keeping the, the hiccup stuff going. Keep it going. It just hit him, Eddie. He, right. <laughs> he was swigging from a, a flask, and it okay. hit him all at once. Yeah, right? <laughs> He's a Golschlager guy, I can tell. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. <laughs> you hefty bitch. <laughs> well, that's the one. That's the one we're going to use. <laughs> 100%. You might be big, bro, but you ain't fucking cut. You don't scare me. I was all county lacrosse. Thank you, good Santa. It's it it's Chardonnay. It's it's buttery. I was gonna say, can you do? It's a super fucking buttery Chardonnay. <laughs> it's just like it's just the fucking it's just buttery Chardonnay. It's just fucking buttery. <laughs> can you actually say it's a super fucking buttery Chardonnay? It's a super fucking buttery Chardonnay. <laughs> That's oh man. One. Yep. Great. And just just try to hit Paller this time. Like Pal. Pal Paller. Pal, Pal Joey. Pal. Yeah. Like Pal Joey. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was the first gay bar I ever went to. <laughs> when the opening of the urethra is not located at the tip of the penis. Interesting. Yes, it's at the bottom. It's just such, fucking this whole weird. fucking thing is one long outtake. <laughs> How do we get a so how do we get a scientific term for Swiss cheese penis? And we're all actually no. looking up what the words are and trying to be professional. Oh yeah, you'll be able to Monterey Jack your partner like the sexual monster. <laughs> no, it's too much. Is anyone else gonna lie about what uh, what we were doing this afternoon if we're ever asked? <laughs> no, I won't. Well, I mean, obviously we're working. <laughs> Great, Jules. Can we do it one more time? And can you give me fromage? The like, fromage. Fro. Fromage of your fromage. Form. Fro. So what is it? The French like Form. that. You know, fro. Fro. fromage. Yeah. Fromage of your fromage. Fromage of fromage. Fromage of your life. Fromage of your life. I don't think I'm doing it. No, you're not. But it's fine. <laughs> I didn't feel the need to get the procedure. I like oh, that, yeah. there's a dog! <laughs> Hi, Fiona. Oh, that's okay. All right. I didn't feel the need to get the procedure. Can we try it like you do an impression of your dad? God, that's tough. You want me to, you, you want me to not say anything and sit in the corner looking judgmental? <laughs> no, I mean... <laughs> yeah, that'd be great for a podcast. <laughs> Fromage of your life, things have been going wrong. Let Tyburn set it right. For just a little bit of cheddar, you'll no longer be provolone. There'll be no more holes in your pecorino. All you have to do is call us on the mascrafone. Tyburn Industries, always Gruyere for you. Take it easy. Ted and Michael Read Sketches Into Microphones is written and directed by Michael Paul Smith and Ted O'Gorman. With some room for improv, because this is a comedy podcast, friends. We're not tied to the page. In addition to your hosts, Ted and Michael, this season features the voice talents of Andrew Bancroft, 
aka Jelly Donut, Anissa Folds, James Monroe Iglehart, C. Julian Jimenez, Eddie Lee, Patrick McCartney, Janice McIntyre, Hallie O'Gorman, Mike O'Gorman, Emmanuel Polycarp, April Sickler, Nick Walker, and me, Jillian Pensavalli. I'm also the executive producer. Season three of Ted Michael Reads Sketches into Microphones was recorded, edited, sound designed, and mixed by the badass team at Audio Muses, India Hui and Amita Ganatra. This season was produced in association with our friends over at Mischief Media, as well as co-producer Jensen Parker Neal. Original music for Ted Michael season three, composed by India Hui. You can find full credits, plus episodes, transcripts, and more at tedandmichael.com. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and we'd really appreciate it if you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Those reviews help a lot, and to be honest, since it's just us here, Ted and Michael need a lot of reassurance, and it would just make my life so much easier. Thanks. Follow the guys on Twitter at Ted and Michael, individually at Ted O'Gorman, at MPSmithNYC, and use the hashtag Ted and Michael on all the things. For love notes and hate mail, use tedandmichael at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening. And hey, stay weird, friends. Hold up. 